the welcome again. Um, so this is the second class out of five uh, about the life of my Guru Maharaj, Swami Bhaktivedanta Tripurari. Um, so in the first uh, class, we were talking about his early life from when he was born um, and also giving some indications about his previous life. And um, so then leading up to the point when he joined uh, his first um, ashram in 1972. And um, uh, that ashram was in Santa Cruz, California. And he was staying there for about two to three months with um, uh, three other devotees. And they were go going out on uh, Harinam, chanting Krishna's names in the streets. And, also, and uh, Guru Maharaj was distributing uh, Back to Godhead magazines. And so after those two, three months, um, Prabhupada was coming to Los Angeles, which is also in California. So, uh, so all the devotees in Santa Cruz, they went down to Los Angeles to meet Prabhupada. And, uh, and also for Guru Maharaj to get initiated. And um, Prabhupada arrived in Los Angeles on uh, the 18th of May that year, 1972. And um, he was uh, flying in from Hawaii. And on the flight, Prabhupada was watching a movie called um, uh, The Boyfriend. And um, when he was seeing that movie on the plane, he, uh, he was thinking of one uh, verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita about Radha and Krishna. And so he was meditating on that verse uh, when he came out, of the, out from the airport. And that was when Guru Maharaj uh, saw him for the first time. Um, so, and he, he, gave a, he gave a speech Prabhupada gave a speech at the airport where he quoted the, this verse. And it's, uh, it's also a verse that Guru Maharaj likes very much. And it goes, Radha Krishna Pranai Vikritir Ladini Shaktir Asmad Ekatmanav Api Bhuvipura Deha Bedam Gatoto Chaitanyakyam Prakatam Adhunata Dvayam Chaikyam Aptam Radha Bhava Duty Subalitam Naomi Krishna Swarupam. Radha is the transformation of Krishna's Ladini Shakti. Although Radha and Krishna are one, from beginningless time they have become two and then appeared on earth. Now these two have again become one as Sri Chaitanya. Pranam to he who is Krishna himself endowed with Radha's heart and skin color. So, um, so those were some of the first words that Guru Maharaj directly heard, heard from 
Prabhupada's um, voice. And Guru Maharaj said that when he saw Prabhupada for the first time and, and they looked at each other, Guru Maharaj felt as if uh, a very old friend um, had come to, to see him, to, that he had been reunited with a very old friend. And uh, it's, let's see. Also, Guru Maharaj uh, soon was soon to become the become famous for his book distribution. Uh, but of course, here at this point, he was uh, still very very new into into the movement and had been selling the Back to Godhead magazines. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting here that only after only a few days here in Los Angeles. Prabhupada established the, the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust, his book publishing company, uh, during his stay there in Los Angeles. So it's interesting how um, Guru Maharaj came, came to join him, uh, like, uh, right in that moment. And um, so in, instead of going back to Santa Cruz, um, uh, the, the devotees asked Guru Maharaj to stay there in um, Los Angeles as he, since he was good at uh, distribution. And um, he, he was, not, he, was uh, he has explained himself that he, he didn't see, the, see it like he was very talented. He saw all the other devotees as being very talented. Um, Whereas he himself mm, didn't have, for example, an education and never had uh, a job, so he was kind of wondering what what to to do. So he was um, he saw he said he saw one day that uh, there was a, a note like up on the board saying that um, we have many printed books, but. Uh, we need people to distribute them. So he was, uh, so, so of course he was already distributing the Back to Godhead magazines. And so he was saying, well, uh, he was thinking that he, he likes to, to talk to others about Krishna. And so he, he saw it just as a simple, uh, like he didn't see, see it as a big service or anything. He saw it as a very simple service to simply go out and talk to people and, and try to sell books to them. But it became a very big service. Um, it, 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 uh, he was very successful and it just kept growing and others were learning from him how to distribute the books. And um, there were like, after a while, there were like hundreds and thousands of books being distributed uh, like th through like his um, inspiration. So he got very absorbed in that and he has said that uh, another time that Prabhupada came to Los Angeles then Guru Maharaj was just uh, was distributing books at the airport and um, and he, he and it was on a Friday which was like one of the most busy days in the airport 
so he, he didn't want to stop the service and he was distributing books uh, dressed in non-devotional clothes so when Prabhupada landed that day he he changed into devotional clothes and went to see Prabhupada for the arrival and then when Prabhupada went to the temple with the other devotees Guru Maharaj stayed at the airport to uh, to keep distributing books and he felt very much ecstasy that day that it was uh, he felt like he had, he had like special blessings from Prabhupada that day and when he was done in the evening and was going back to the temple there there were many stoplights on the way between the airport and the temple but he said it was green every time that he was passing a stoplight and when he came to the temple the devotees told him that, that Prabhupada had asked about him where he was and that he was very happy to hear that he stayed at the airport to continue distributing um, Guru Maharaj has also told us about um, these times in, in, in uh, like in the years that he was in Los Angeles, that he always had his special spot where he was standing beh uh, behind the Vyasasan when Prabhupada was leading Kirtan. Because Guru Maharaj was thinking that uh, he, he doesn't really, he doesn't have so much insight into what the holy name means but he felt that Prabhupada has very much insight so so he was standing behind Prabhupada and chanting into his ear because because if he could um, uh, if he could if, if he could chant like just to just just to, to please Prabhupada um, this would um, this would have like more more benefit than he than if, if he's trying to like chant by himself uh, to Krishna. So this is a this is a very deep insight, and Prabhupada also kind of uh, like responded to this kind of um, behavior by like in the following mornings he was he was asking Guru Maharaj to like lead uh, the kirtans. Uh, when when others were kind of arguing who should lead the kirtan, then Prabhupada came and said that no, let let this boy uh, sing. And then we have some interesting. Um, there are several letters that Prabhupada wrote to Guru Maharaj in these years, especially in uh, 1974. Uh, kind of showing that Guru Maharaj was kind of directly under Prabhupada's guidance. And, um, uh, but before that, there are also letters to Rameshwar, who is a godbrother of Guru Maharaj, who was, um, who had like a leading position there in Los Angeles. And uh, this Rameshwar, for example, wrote to Prabhupada to, to tell him that Guru Maharaj had become very successful in selling books. Um, and then Prabhupada wrote back to Rameshwar to say that it's very nice to hear that he is uh, selling the books, but please make sure that he always reads the books also. Um, 
so that he's not just selling books without knowing uh, what it says in them. And Guru Maharaj said, of course, he, he was reading the books, but he he took that instruction from Prabhupada as a further blessing to to study the books. And he is um, most likely the the most um, well-read person in Prabhupada's books. For example, he has read Guru, uh, he has read Prabhupada's commentary on the Bhagavatam uh, and Chaitanya Charitamrita thirty times each, and um, and Bhagavad Gita he read uh, ten times. He said he was more inspired by Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita than by the Bhagavad Gita. Um, there's also another important letter that Prabhupada sent to Rameshwar. Because after a while, like when, when seeing Guru Maharaj's service, then Rameshwar was, um, uh, was wanting him to take sannyas. So he wrote to Prabhupada to, uh, it was his own idea. Like it was not that Guru Maharaj wanted to become a sannyasi. He, so the, Rameshwar was was trying to push this, so he wrote to Prabhupada, and Prabhupada wrote back, so I will read this letter. You have written to recommend Tripurari for sannyas. Tripurari is, however, already a brahmachari, so in essence, there is no difference between brahmachari and sannyasi. I have asked Tripurari to dedicate his life to distributing my books and he has turned out the most expert of all our sellers. It is certainly miraculous how he is distributing so many big books, even to people who are not interested in Vedic literature. If he takes sannyas, he may not be able to constantly assume so many disguises in public and employ so many tricks for selling books to people, as it is not in accord with some of the etiquette for sannyas. Also, I have decided for the time being not to award sannyas order. You write that this, is, uh, this recommendation is your own idea and that he himself is perfectly happy heading up a traveling party of book distributors. So let him go on as he is doing. Krishna is giving, giving him all facility and without question, he is doing more than any sannyasi by his personally distributing hundreds of books day after day and inspiring others to follow. Um, so that's a, a very uh, big endorsement of a guru to his disciple. Um, so like I said, Guru Maharaj had many people learning from him how to distribute books. And, um, and also m many people who, who were just kind of hearing about him, but not having not seen him personally, were like kind of wondering what his tricks were. And, and also how he was, how he was like, um, uh, how he was living, like not only his book distribution, but kind of everything about him, like what he was eating, how long he was sleeping, when he would get up in the morning, and all those kinds of things. So there's one uh, other disciple of Prabhupada, whose, uh, whose name is Rupanuga. And he was telling Guru Maharaj that you have to be careful 
with what you, whatever you do because um, everyone's eyes are on you and they are copying you. So whatever you do, people will, will follow. So you have to be very careful. And I, I think it's interesting that uh, his, his name is uh, Rupanuga, the one who said this, because Rupanuga means to, um, uh, to follow Rupa Goswami, but the word Rupa also means form, and Anuga means to follow. So Rupa Anuga, to, to follow the form. So, he, so he's, he's kind of um, uh, talking here about how people are fo following the form, like trying to follow a formula for how, how to become uh, a successful devotee or a, su a successful distributor. But, but of course, we have to remember that we have to follow the essence. And, uh, and this is what this is like the inner meaning of, of Rupanuga to be an, uh, an essence seeker, uh, Saragrahi Vaishnava. So, so, so Guru Maharaj was, was doing his book distribution throughout the year and then one time, like once every year, he would go to, to India to spend some time with Prabhupada there. And, um, uh, and in, um, in 1975, he was in uh, Vrindavan for the, the installation of Krishna Balaram and, and for the grand opening of the Krishna Balaram temple, which was taking place on Ramanavami in that year. And, um, uh, and he was very excited about this because he knew that, that Prabhupada was very excited about installing Krishna Balaram. Uh, and Guru Maharaj's uh, group of book distributors were sending all their money to, uh, to the Krishna Balaram temple. Um, there before the opening and so um, he was um, he, he was very connected with Prabhupada both externally and internally um, in that time like with regards to the Krishna Balaram temple and um, let's see there is There, there is a famous picture of, of Prabhupada uh, offering arati to Krishna Balaram on that day of the opening. And um, it's, uh, it's a funny story because it's, um, that picture would not be there if, if Guru Maharaj would not have moved because the photographer was behind him and was, was trying to take the picture. And he was in the front row among the devotees and uh, and he was very absorbed in watching Prabhupada offer the arati, so he did not want uh, want to move at all. So he was so um, there is um, there is like a, a story where where both the Guru Maharaj and this photographer Vishaka. Is, is describing this. So Guru Maharaj says, 
when the curtains opened up, I was right in front of the Krishna Balaram altar. And I was so filled with Ananda, just thinking of the triumph of Prabhupada and all that went into it. So thinking of that, tears were pouring out of my eyes, and I just wanted to stand there and watch Prabhupada in this moment and glory, uh, in this moment of glory and relish it. And then Vishaka says, there was just one person between me and a clear, clear view of Srila Prabhupada, and that was Tripurari Swami. So I was standing behind him, and I did, and I did everything I could, uh, I did everything I could think of. I held my camera in front of him, I tapped him on the shoulder, but he was just fixated on Prabhupada offering the arati. Then Guru Maharaj says, Vishaka wanted to take a picture and I was blocking the view. So she's tapping me on the shoulder, which a lady wouldn't normally do in ISKCON. And I was a sannyasi um, at the time on top of it, a new sannyasi. I was hearing her, but I wasn't listening. Vishaka says, he remained fixed in his position and in fact, just ignored me. So I became a little bit desperate and I put my mouth next to his ear because the kirtan was very loud. And I said loudly, if you stand there, then you can see Srila Prabhupada offering the arati. But if you let me stand there, then the whole world will see Srila Prabhupada offering the arati. Then Guru Maharaj says, so she got to me and I stepped out of the way and she took the very famous picture. And uh, this picture was also used later to have as the, the front cover of uh, the book about Prabhupada that Ashram Maharaj wrote, uh, Oh My Friend. So... So we, we jumped a little bit ahead there um, because we had mentioned earlier that Prabhupada was saying that uh, Guru Maharaj does not need to be a sannyasi because he's already doing more than uh, any sannyasi. Um, but on that day of the, of the installation of, of Krishna Balaram, um, Guru Maharaj received sannyas. This is a few years later, after Rameshwar had asked Prabhupada um, for Guru Maharaj to take sannyas. And um, and at this point, there was several. Uh, I think it was Tamal Krishna Goswami was um, wanted Guru Maharaj to to take sannyas. So, so Guru Maharaj asked Prabhupada, and Prabhupada had just made a rule that um, that you have to wait one year. Uh, if, if you want to become a sannyasi, you have to wait for one year. Um, so, so Prabhupada told Guru Maharaj that he has, he has to ask permission from all the, all the GBC members. Um, so... So they so he, Guru Maharaj and Tamal Krishna Goswami went around to everyone and, and got their blessings and um, and um, then on the day after on this on the day of the installation, 
Guru Maharaj and also uh, Gorgovinda Maharaj received sannyas on the same day. So, so, uh, so he continued his service, um, doing um, doing book dis distribution together with Tamal Krishna Goswami as a team, and um, so, so it was called the, the Radha Damodar the traveling Sankirtan, and. Um, that was going on until until Prabhupada was starting to uh, to get sick in um, in 1977 and was about to leave the world. So, so Guru Maharaj went there to spend some time. Um, uh, so he, he, for example, had uh, kirtan service that he was chanting for Srila Prabhupada in his room. And um, he has told about one special time when um, when he was um, he was praying very intensely because um, since he knew that Prabhupada was soon going to leave, uh, he was praying that he would stay connected with Guru Maharaj was, was praying to stay connected with the Guru Parampara and um, there was one evening there in, in Prabhupada's room where Tamal Krishna Goswami asked Prabhupada uh, a few questions while Guru Maharaj was massaging Prabhupada's feet so he asked um, how we will how will we conduct the funeral uh, for you and, and Prabhupada said that for this you can ask uh, Srila Narayan Maharaj in Mathura and uh, then Tamal Krishna Goswami asked like is there anyone else we can we can go to for for guidance and then Prabhupada says that for, for philosophy, you can go to Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Maharaj in, in Navadvip. Um, so, so Guru Maharaj has, has like a, a very intimate uh, relation with, with that instruction from Prabhupada. And although he did not himself uh, go there um, until, until much later, until 1984, So, but he, when Prabhupada left the world and Guru Maharaj carried on with his book distribution service and uh, uh, guiding other book distributors. And he has also told about another event. Um, and that was, that was hearing, hearing the Chaitanya Bhagavat for the first time from his god brother, Achyutananda. And so he, he said that hearing the pastimes, just like hearing the sound of the Bengali verses and hearing the pastimes of Mahaprabhu in Navadvip was uh, life-changing to him. And uh, this, this we can see also still, still today how he is very 
uh, absorbed in, in Gora Lila. Um, so, of course, there were, there were many problems in ISKCON at this time because the, there were, Prabhupada had, um, before Prabhupada passed away, he had given over the service of, um, of uh, being initiating gurus to some of his disciples. And they were not uh, setting a good example. They were um, kind of engaging in, uh, in kind of luxury and uh, like very like exaggerated, um, kind of demanding exaggerated worship, you can say. So, so many of, of the God brothers were uh, starting to become disappointed and um, and uh, some of the ISKCON leaders were going to Srila Srida Maharaj for, for advice, um, just like Prabhupada had um, kind of recommended them to do. But uh, at, at some point, um, when they when they when they kind of noticed that that Srila Shridamaraj did not uh, kind of approve of their um, excessive uh, um, I can say he was not kind of approving of all of their ideas um, then they they kind of took offense because he was kind of still seeing them as, as very um, beginning kind of students well but, but while they were thinking that they were um, like, like um, on a very high level they they became kind of envious of him and um, and started to kind of preach against him and and uh, forbidding people to go and see him so that was a, of course a very uh, horrible time uh, in iskan and um, there was at one point um, a devotee gave Guru Maharaj a copy of um, the book Shri Guru and His Grace by Srila Shri Maharaj and asked him to try to point out what is wrong with the book because this devotee couldn't find anything wrong with Srila Shri Maharaj's book. But since everything, since everyone is speaking bad about him, they are wondering, he was wondering why. So he asked Guru Maharaj to read the book and explain what is wrong with this book. And Guru Maharaj read the book and, and he, he felt like here is the solution to, to all the problems we are having in ISKCON. And, and there is nothing wrong at all with Srila Srila Maharaj. And he kind of felt as if, uh, as being touched in the same way as he was by, by Srila Prabhupada. So he, he knew that only someone of, of Prabhupada's um, caliber would be able to touch him in that way. So he knew within himself that Srila Sh Srila Maharaj is um, uh, very high and, and, and genuine. Um, 
So we can continue from next time uh, with how he then uh, came to join Srila Sridhamaraja's mission. Um, or, or actually, better to say, how he continued his own <laughs> he, he continued his own service to Prabhupada uh, under the guidance of Srila Sridhamaraj instead of being in ISKCON. And so that covers that time period, like joining ISKCON to, uh, until he had to, to leave ISKCON. And um, let's see. But, but I wanted to share also um, uh, a meditation on Guru Maharaj's uh, service uh, in the early years. Um, that is like a like a, a parallel meditation to thinking of the the nine islands of Navadvip and the nine um, main limbs of devotion. Uh, because I have been uh, I've been thinking about this was some years ago me and me and, and another devotee were writing a vyasa puja offering to guru maharaj where we kind of meditated on the the nine limbs of devotional service and and how guru maharaj was exemplifying all of them and, and already in his uh, early years so the the center island of Navadvip is uh, is called Antardvip. It means the the inner island, and that is where Mayapur is, where Mahaprabhu's uh, birth temple is, and so on. And this island of Navadvip corresponds with the uh, with um, Atmani Vedanam. You see the 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 nine limbs of devotional service is. Shravanam, Kirtanam, uh, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, uh, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani Vedanam. And like usually we hear uh, Atmani Vedanam uh, come last, like it's the last item in the list. And it's, it sounds very high, like it's, um, I mean, of course it is very high, and, um, and, and for example, Sakyam and Dasyam are very high limbs of devotional service also, the ones that are coming right before Atmani Vedanam in the, in the list. And um, which also kind of indicates that Atmani Vedanam uh, would be a, a, a very high limb of devotional service. That not, that not everyone are, is able to engage in. But Srila Shri Maharaj, he kind of turns it around. He says, Atmani Vedanam has to be first because you can only really practice the other uh, limbs um, on the basis of Atmani Vedanam. You first have to offer yourself. Then you can engage in Kirtan, Smaranam, uh, Deity worship, and so on. So... Um, 
so so the the, uh, the the first island is Antardvip, related with um, self surrender Atmani Vedanam. And this Guru Maharaj exemplified uh, already when, when he met Prabhupada for the first time there in the airport in Los Angeles, because he he said that he he just had the the feeling within himself when he saw Prabhupada and looked him in the eyes um, that first time that um, he just thought I will never leave like, like I will never leave Prabhupada even if everyone else uh, everyone else here will leave him I will never leave him so so, so that, that shows some some real uh, uh, taste because taste um, is explained in the fourth verse of Shikshashtakam as Nadhanam Nadjanam Nasundarim Kavitam Vava Jagarisha Kamaye Mama Janmani Janmanishvare Bhavatar Bhakti Rahaitu Kitvai. That's like the first thing uh, is Nadhanam and then Nadjanam. So Nadjanam means like I'm not looking for followers. It can also mean like I'm not looking just to, to be around people who who agree with me um it's like like your um your soul is like touched by this taste for serving krishna so you're not depending on on any like uh mundane support um so so this is uh, this is kind of uh, where Atmani Vedanam is in place, like the, the stage is kind of set for, 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 for your kind of um, real devotional life to, um, to play out. Um, so then the next island is um, Simantadweep, and it's related to uh, the the practice of shravanam of hearing so of course hearing about krishna and guru maharaj was exemplifying the service that, that he was he was listening to if he if he listened to a recorded lecture of Prabhupada, he would memorize the whole lecture so one morning he would like listen to the class memorize the whole lecture and then when he was in the car on the way out for book distribution with some devotee next to him, he would retell that devotee the whole lecture. And, um, and of course, and, and um, yeah, like, like um, if this kind of, of course, someone could be super good at memorizing things, but not really understanding the meaning. But if, if we, keep in mind now that this is uh, based first of all on the, uh, on the on this principle of atmani vedanam self-surrender so um, so he's kind of you know he's hearing on that platform and then the next island is godrum godruma dweep which is related to kirtan and of course, this is very easy. This is the, the book distribution 
part is like preaching because speaking about Krishna is also Kirtan. It's um, like both that, both the preaching during book distribution and also this kind of mood he had in enchanting directly in Prabhupada's ear in the Kirtan and and pleasing Prabhupada in that way so that Prabhupada asked him to lead the Kirtan so you can see his uh, uh, there, there is some he, he's practicing these limbs of devotion in a very deep way then um, next island, island is Madhyadweep Smaranam and Smaranam then we often think of thinking of Krishna's leelas and, and Guru Maharaj was of course thinking of Krishna's leelas but um, it's more beneficial for us to hear about uh, Smaranam of Krishna's names uh, because if we can get, get absorbed in remembering Krishna's names then uh, we will automatically be able to meditate on Krishna's form, Krishna's qualities, and Krishna's pastimes also. And, uh, and Guru Maharaj was doing Namasmaranam already before he had met uh, devotees. Because he, uh, as we told in the previous lecture, he, was, he had uh, found this package of incense and uh, that was... Uh, uh, I think it was called spirit, spiritual sky, this incense, and they had printed the maha mantra on the back. So Guru Maharaj learned the maha mantra, but he and he was not chanting it out loud. He was meditating on it. He was uh, remembering Krishna's names uh, mentally, and this is called nama smaran nama smaranam. <clears throat> And then uh, next island is Koladvip. And uh, this, is, um, this is also the island in, in Navadvip where Srila Maharaj has his ashram. And um, this island corresponds with Padasevanam. And Padasevanam can also have many meanings. It means to, uh, literally, it means to serve the feet like to serve Krishna's feet. And it can also mean like going on pilgrimage because then you do seva with, with your feet. Uh, like you are, you are walking uh, as a service to, uh, to Krishna. But it can also means, mean uh, simple services. Uh, like we hear sometimes menial, menial services. It's like, it's like these simple services that, that anyone can do. And this we also see that Guru Maharaj was absorbed in because as we said, he was, he was not, like he was doing the, the book distribution. Uh, from his perspective, he was doing it as a menial service, as a simple service that he got very absorbed in. And next island is Ritudvip, which is, corresponds with uh, Archana. So with deity worship, and Guru Maharaj was very attracted to deity worship, but he was saying that when he was traveling around to different cities doing book distribution, then whatever city he would come to, there was always a long waiting list for 
for, for participating in the deity worship in the temples because everyone wanted to, wanted to serve the deities. Um, so, so it was not possible for him to, to get a spot there. So he asked Prabhupada about this because he wanted to do deity worship. So Prabhupada uh, blessed him that he, he could have his own Goranitai deities uh, with him when he was traveling in a, in a bag. And, um, and just take them out and worship them in the morning and then put them back in the, in the bag and then, uh, and then go out, go out and, and do, do service in the daytime. Uh, so he did that. Um, and that was very rare in, in those times because usually the, there were only deities in the temples. So usually um, like individual devotees did not have their own deities usually. Uh, there's only a few examples of Prabhupada um, allowing individual devotees to have deities. For example, Yamuna Devi and um, Guru Kripa Swami. So there were a few exceptions, and Guru Maharaj was one of those. So then, um, next um, island is Janudvip. And um, that is connected to Vandana, which is offering prayers. And Guru Maharaj had personal prayers that he was offering. Um, and of course, he was also getting absorbed in uh, in the in the kind of prescribed prayers that everyone was praying, like the Shikshastakam. For example, Guru Maharaj wrote an article in Back to Godhead in 1975 that is that is based on the Shikshastakam. It's uh, very nice. It's um, he also talks about how uh, like about his uh, his. Um, view of people that he's preaching to. Um, but Guru Maharaj also had his, his personal prayers. Um, uh, for example, he, he, had, he had one prayer that uh, he said, uh, please let me be sincere about being sincere. And he he um, and and he he's he has said later on that he um, when he wrote the the morning song for his Audarya ashram that he he put that prayer into one of the verses so that his disciples could sing it every day and and also um, kind of um, imbibe that kind of mood in in their prayer. It's the, the last verse of the Audarya morning song. Um, then there is Moda Drumadvip, uh, which is Dasya. And, and of course, here uh, Guru Maharaj was uh, seeing himself as, as a servant of, of, of Prabhupada's mission. Prabhupada also uh, very much. Uh, kind of confirmed that, um, that he really was. Uh, in one letter to Guru Maharaj, he, he wrote that Guru Maharaj is uh, one of the pillars of ISKCON. 
so that means very um, dedicated, very committed, um, committed in a way that he's also getting others to co to commit nat naturally. Um, and then, and, and then the last island is Rudradweep, which is connected with Sakyam. So friendship, but here it's not Sakya Rasa, but friendship as a devotional practice. And this com comes naturally when you're when you get absorbed in Dasya, in, in, in being a servant, then you will attract the um, uh, the kind of trust of your of your teachers and of Krishna so that they will start sharing their secrets with you as Prabhupada was saying about Guru Maharaj that uh, because Guru Maharaj is, is sincere and want to serve then Krishna will inspire him from from within which is a more uh, like friendly level like um, uh, kind of uh, Krishna and, and Prabhupada like sh sharing personal secrets um, I should also just mention here because it, it pops up in my in my head here at the end that, that I forgot to mention this that um, uh, Prabhupada uh, gave Guru Maharaj the name Tripurari which is the name of uh, Shiva uh, in a pastime where Shiva is empowered by Krishna to kill uh, the demon called Tripurasura. And um, Prabhupada told Guru Maharaj that your name is Tripurari, so you should, uh, you should kill the demons by preaching. So um, this means both uh, preaching to devotees and preaching to, to new people. So those were my thoughts for today. If anyone has anything they want to share, you're very welcome. You need to choose the English language if you need to, if you want to say something. Okay. Thank you all very much for, for joining and uh, giving me the chance to speak about these things. Vanchakalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhubhyayevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha.